There's a ticking time bomb in Finn Hughes' head. That means he has to prepare everyone. Ava, the baby, the company, which is in an uproar after the announcement. He needs to get them ready, because when the curse hits, it will be too late to say goodbye. Welcome to the Midnight Dynasty. The Warren Morelli and Constantine families have enough bad blood to fill an ocean, and their brand new stories will be told by your favorite dangerous romance authors. That's three to get ready, Hughes, book three, by Sky Warren. It's out this Thursday. Go grab it, lady listeners. Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, lady listeners. It is a Thursday. We are here for the second installment of Sweet Treats by Lex Riley. It's us. It's our week. And we just finished the live episode on Facebook. And the reason we couldn't do both Tuesday and Thursday's episodes live is that we would have had to have ended just for the audio sake because we split it into two you know tuesday and thursday's episodes we would have had to have like ended this episode the audio in the video shut it down and then like reopened it back up to and get everybody to switch over and it just would have been a pain in the ass so we just decided to do a live episode on tuesdays but I think we're going to have to do another one of those again sometime soon because that was really fun. It was nice. It to was interact. actually, yeah, it was nice to to feel like people could talk to us as we talked and answer yeah. questions and participate. And that was really fun. It was. I really liked it. I just, I cracked up. We had so many funny like comments and people that got into it. Natalie Knight killed me. She was so funny. I love her. So, and we, I even said, like, when we were talking about it, really, like, if you like AR Taboo books, you need to go check out Natalie Knight. She sells them like us on her website because it's bannable material. So, if you want something like really filthy and taboo, go read her. She's awesome. And she has ones that are, aren't as taboo, but still mm-hmm. really dirty that are in KU as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to try her out on Amazon. So, she's also been on the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can try her out that way too. Um, I recently made a TikTok, my first Read Me Romance TikTok and shared it. And I was surprised that there were so many people, there's still so many people who have never heard of us, which blows my mind because I'm like, we've literally done this for 200 weeks. Yeah. 200 weeks in the romance community. And there are romance readers who are like, I've never heard of this. So it's like. TikTok's a whole other world. It is. It is. But there's people like uh, on the the video that I made, it's there's only one. You can go find Read Me Romance on TikTok. It's just the one account. And I made the one video. One of the ladies that commented, she has her whole page is dedicated to romance audiobooks. Oh, nice. I know. And I was like, yes, welcome. It's nice. And she said on there, she was like, hey, I just I hate to ask, but is did the authors consent to this like is this okay do you guys do that like i just want to make sure i'm listening ethically and i was like that's a great question i never thought that that would be even considered and i was like oh yes we absolutely get the okay from them they give us the manuscript we produce it into audio but they maintain all their rights it doesn't cost them any money like you know in the explanation i was like Oh, well, I just never considered that someone might think that, that yeah. we just do this on our own. But I guess somebody could 
it'd be fucked up and they'd be spending a shit ton of money doing it but yeah it would cost a lot of money and i'd almost feel like if you took one of my audio book if you took one of my books and made it in an audio and shared it i'd be like well thanks to the free promo i guess because an audio book isn't fucking cheap <laughs> no they're not like i don't know like what would you say the average cost of one of our audiobooks is? That because these are short. These are under these are two short, hours. These are short. Um, seven hundred. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that's a fair estimate because some of them run more, some a little less. This hardly ever under six hundred dollars. Yeah, a week. Yeah, a week. That's <laughs> what we what we spend to do the audiobooks. Yeah. And so, like, it's not something that I think a lot of people would jump into lightly. You know, or that someone would just want a pirate. Maybe they would steal audiobooks off of other places and play them on a podcast. I just don't think like. Yeah. I, I think that would get that. shut down really quickly if you found some, if you took from the wrong person. Yeah. I think you'd get shut down pretty fast on that. But yeah. no, I mean, it's all, it's all okay. It's all done by the authors and they, you know, it's a free week of promo for them. So like you said, I'd, I'd be thrilled if somebody did it for me. Go for it. Like, all right. <laughs> Right. But um, but yeah, it was it was really fun to be able to share that with uh with a live audience and, and talk to them and hear about it. So that was great. And the you know the TikTok that uh that I made for Read Me Romance did really well and I was like, I should make more of those. And even the one I shared on Instagram, I mean it got like thousands of views and people were commenting and stuff, and I just thought like I I never do this. We basically just post like the author that's up like it's it's a promo account you know yeah. it's like this is the author this week these are the books that are on sale this is where new releases are like you know that's i feel like it's really important information but i don't ever really think about the fact that like we should be doing more to get it out there yeah i think it's kind of like sometimes i just feel like how how can we possibly get this to any more people i don't know what else to do to share it but you know Abby Knox and I were talking about this the other day. I see authors do this where they post up, they have a new release and this would be like more contemporary authors who release like one or two books a year where for months they will promo one book. And I'm like, that's gotta be awful. Like that's all I can think is like, it's gotta be so repetitive and boring. But then I see a post and I've seen this book 50 million times already and i'll see this post and i'll see somebody comment oh my god i had no idea you had a book coming out next month <laughs> and it's like this, this <laughs> that you know what i'm saying like yeah. you keep doing it for those people because yeah. there's people who aren't on social media all the time or they follow a fuck ton of people and they won't see it so yes it sucks to keep promoing and to keep so if you're an author and you're hearing this like i know that sucks and it can be boring but you do it so that you get those people and i think like it makes sense because these bigger name authors that do these one or two books a year that's what they do yeah so yeah. it makes sense for the podcast like okay we want to get like I think more people should know about the new release post that you do because it's fantastic. And there's a ton of great books on there and there's all kinds where it's like, do you want Kindle Unlimited? Do you want audio? Do you want new stuff? Do you want LGBTQ? Do you want black romance? Do you want all, you know, there's like all of these different things to choose from in this one post and it's everything's new. Yeah. So it's one click to go to instead of trying to search Amazon for a book you might like. 
I love our new release post. I'm really proud of it. And I'm like, more people should know about it. But it's like, you have to constantly keep talking about it and keep promoting it so that you get those people who are like, I didn't even know you did this. Yeah. Where it's like, sure. we've been doing this for five years. Where you been? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, like it's, I get it. But it was just a reminder when I posted that TikTok and when I posted the reel on Instagram and shared it, it was like, we even get Alexa Riley readers who messaged me on our, cause I shared it on the Alexa Riley page. They were like, you have a podcast? Like, it's in the back of every book. <laughs> it's in the back of every book we write. There's a, there's a whole page on it. That's <laughs> you <know>? funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's just shit like that, that like people just don't pay attention to. You know, they're just there for the book. They just want to read it. And then they're like, wait, you have free books every week? And the, their audio, the whole thing, like people couldn't believe it. I feel like they're talking it. about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know shit gets real when I say your whole name. <laughs> I was listening to Tuesday's episode when you were talking about water sports and I, you said something and I was like, Melissa. And I heard the tone in my voice. I was like, it was such like a teacher voice. <laughs> all of a sudden. Oh my God. But um, one of the things we talked about um, that we were like, oh, I don't know if I want to mention it on a live episode because there's a lot of, you know, people chattering and we were having a good time and stuff and I didn't want to get too heavy on it. And I was like, I'll save it for Thursday's episode. So I made a note. The other day I saw that there's a petition going around that readers and authors are signing. I believe it was authors that started the petition in general. I could totally be wrong. I didn't see who created it, but I saw it through an author that shared it and made this huge post about it. So the petition is, is that this author's account was recently removed from Amazon, her whole account, because her books were pirated. So it, if you're not familiar, the Kindle Unlimited program, if you're a romance reader, you know what that is. So in the Kindle Unlimited program, if you're an author in it, if you don't know this, you can't have your books anywhere else. They can only be in Kindle Unlimited. So you can't sell, you know, one of our books like Mechanic. If it was in Kindle Unlimited, you wouldn't be able to get it in any other retailer. And if it was on another retailer, Amazon could pull your book out of Kindle Unlimited because you violated terms of conditions. And you get enough violations and they sweep your account. You're done. So this is what happened to this author. And it has happened so many times in the past. And the problem is, is that it, the books are being pirated on other sites. Not only are they being pirated on like junk websites that are dangerous as fuck to go on to because they're all, you know, you can get, you can get all kinds of shit from going to these like terrible websites and downloading books. You don't know what kind of viruses and shit you're downloading when you do it. They put them up on Apple. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's not just these junk shitty websites that sell pirated books. It's, or that just post pirated books. It's actually, people will upload them to Apple, Barnes and Noble, Kobo. They do them to all these other retailers that are legitimate. And so Amazon, their bots do their scan of Kindle Unlimited books. And if there is a book, that is pirated, that is uploaded by someone that's not you outside of the website. They have the ability and the, the authority under your terms and conditions to delete your account based on that. They can do it right then. And there's nothing you can do about it as an author. Your entire 
livelihood and career can be swept up in the blink of a button. And I say that because it's happened, <laughs> you know, like it's happened not only with us, but it's happened with other people. And that's what this petition is about is the petition is to raise awareness for people who didn't know about this and to also get Amazon's attention. And so that's what I wanted to talk about on today's episode. So that's what we're getting into because my immediate reaction to this is that Amazon ain't going to give a fuck. You could get 5 million signatures on a petition and I don't think they'll give a shit. Not unless you got something mainstream to pick it up. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you'd have to have like this. I signed the petition because I'm like, fuck it. I can, I can only try to help. That's all I can do. I just don't think Amazon gives a shit. I think. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there is when you get into the stickiness of the laws. Well, and didn't you say you found it somewhere else? Like all of our books were on the website. That's what you were talking about earlier before when I said we should mention this. I wanted you to talk about that, how you found all of them on one site. I found all of, I found more than all of our books on a site. And there was like over a thousand. I emailed the website and said, hey, can you take this down? And they wanted me to fill out a violation form for each one. And I was like, what am I going to do? Do this for like two weeks? Get out of here. It was like at the time, I mean, we had, you know, 200 books. I mean, they're still up there right now on there, I think. Yeah, so. they're on this ones. pirated website. So can you imagine having to fill it's out It's not even just a pirated forms. website. It's a legitimate book company. It's Scribbit or Scribbit or whatever. Yeah. Scribd, which we mm-hmm. actually sell our books on. Now, yes. But there's but still the pirated time. books on there. Yeah. People it, load random documents and... And the format's not right. It's fucked up. Like... That's the thing is, like, and even if you go through and fill out the form, they might not still remove it. I mean, no, they'll remove it. If you go in and fill out the form, they'll remove it. It's just not always in a timely fashion. Yeah, okay. Sometimes you don't even know that it is happening until after the fact. And Amazon is telling you it's happening. So then you have to go over and you have to email Apple and fill out the form for it. And then Apple Mm -hmm. says, we'll respond within so many days and then they'll pull it. But it can happen over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And that's what puts your Amazon account in jeopardy is that it it can continue to happen. And you have to respond within a certain amount of time to Amazon too. Mm -hmm. You have to have this book down within a certain amount of time. And God forbid it's a holiday weekend. You're never getting in touch with Apple. Those people don't work weekends. I will say this. I got testy with Apple once, and I feel like after we had one hard exchange, I don't know if they put a flag or something on it, I didn't have a problem again. Yeah. I had said something. I said, I'm getting tired of doing this mm-hmm. with you guys, and I didn't remember having a problem after that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't think that Apple wants to do it. It's that... The great thing about the book community and being able to self-publish is you can go on all these sites and load books. So it's mm-hmm. hard for these companies to stop people from doing that. Mm-hmm. Actually, Amazon has a really great program where they scan books and say, hey, this is this book is already published. You even have the rights to be putting this out. Mm-hmm. So they do do that. I'll give them that. I don't. But that's think- before you publish. Yes. Why but I don't it- think. Yeah. I don't think Apple's doing that. 
Because if Apple did that, they would say, hey, this book is already retail. I guess the person would still probably just say, no, I know. Yeah. But Apple could do, if Amazon is doing that scam, scan, Mm -hmm. I feel like Apple and these other places should be able to flag these and see it and then go run over to KU and be like, this author has this book in KU. This account was just started. It's probably not them. No, pull it. Yeah. But they're not putting the manpower. Well, I was going to say, you'd have to have so many people that were constantly monitoring uploads of books, which is probably an, an, an infinite number. If Amazon is doing it, mm. Apple should be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so. But, you know, my thing is, and, like, I don't want to just be, like, negative Nancy about it. Because I do hope that Amazon changes something. Because it is fucked up that you, you're never going to talk to a person when this problem happens. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk. You're going to email. They're going to run you in circles. You're not going to get your account back. Like, it's few and far between if it ever happens that people get their account restored. It is very few. You have to have a big fan base that loves you and makes a lot of noise. So, like, Ruby Dixon, for example. So, you know, the, when shit like this happens, it's, it's so scary. And when a, an author gets hit with this and one of their books get pulled, all of a sudden it's this fear all the time of I'm going to lose my account. Yeah. And then you're fucked because you can't re-upload your books. Yeah. So, you know, that's, and so can you imagine for a second, like you're an author, let's say you've written 20 books and you publish all of them and KU takes your account. You have 20 books now that you've got to like resell on other retailers except Amazon. And you're trying to, yeah. And you're trying to build a fan base out of nothing, you know, and yet it, it's awful. I just don't know if this is the best route to go at Amazon. I do think that Amazon is doing some unlegitimate things. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to copyright law and those kinds of things mm-hmm. on this issue, the law is on Amazon's side. Yeah. It is the author's job to protect its work, to protect your copyright. And that is just how the law is written in general. And I know this because we've gone through a lawsuit with somebody mimicking us. Yeah. And having to learn all the rules and the ends of out of copyrights. Now, this was seven, six years ago, so laws could have changed. But yeah. as it stands, as an author, as anybody who makes any creation, it is your responsibility to protect this copyright. And you have to be out there fighting its battle. I think that's the worst part is that it's on you to protect your own things from being pirated when it's like, like you said, we have almost it's so two, uncontrollable. I know we have two hundred books. How would I even know that there's one on another site that is not supposed to be there? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're in Kindle Unlimited, I guess you could scan Apple for your name or something. Yeah, but it's every like, now and then. Yeah, you but forget it's, though. It's not something like what am I going to set a timer every Monday at two mm-hmm. check Apple for my books? Yeah, and even in that time, you never know when Amazon's going to scan and see it. And it could have happened in the day between when you didn't do it, yeah. you know, and it, it's disheartening. But anyway, so there, there's a, um, I wonder if I can play, can I play the audio of a TikTok on here? Do you think? Yeah, I'm sure you're allowed to play like so many minutes of any kind of audio without it being considered a copyright infringement. Um. I want to see, um, I follow well-read nurse 
um, on TikTok. Lo, love her. She's a book blogger and she's like deep in the romance community. And I love um, her take on this. And she had some hard numbers on okay. what this is. So I think it would be, I think it would be cool to listen to it um, to see what it has to say. Hey, so right now we are watching KU do some mass dumb shit and people responding. Um, some authors are choosing to leave KU because they can't risk waking up and their shit being gone. And some readers are trying to act in solidarity with those authors and leave KU. I view it a little bit differently. I want to talk about why. Um, I support whatever you choose to do, protest how you protest, but this is just what I think and what I see. The way KU has been explained to me is that all subscriptions paid go into a pot. At the end of a certain period, KU looks at that pot, they look at the page reads, and decides a dollar about per page read. Then they take their cut, and then they pay the author. The fact that they take their cut prior to paying the author means that no matter how many people no longer pay these subscriptions, Amazon will still get their money. It is the authors that will get less. So with this understanding, leaving KU only harms the author and not Amazon because Amazon is always going to get their money. And when we're talking about communities being harmed, you always want to recognize that the smallest demographic within a community is always the biggest harmed when there is harm done to the whole. Who is the smallest demographic within publishing? All right, so let's talk numbers. Of Amazon's total sales, only 10% is attributed to book sales. And of that 10%, only 21% of that is attributed to ebooks. That is outside of KU. If we're looking at KU, KU has about 3 million users. Um, 3 million users paying 119 a year equals about $356,640,000. Amazon makes $1.2 a day. Getting rid of KU would not touch their bottom dollar, which for me mm-hmm. equates mm-hmm. to leaving KU would not either. Taking all that in and understanding that as a reader, I would never be able to afford to read as much as I do on KU without it. I will be sending my emails, letting Kendall know that their policies make it hard for me to enjoy the services as a longstanding customer. Okay. Here's a fact yeah. that I, I can't believe we haven't talked about in a long time. I do not believe statistically going from numbers and what you just heard there and what yeah. I've believed for a long time, KU does not make Amazon money. No. And that's it what is she not said. the She's point. Like, KU, Amazon is losing money when it comes to Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. There's one reason that Amazon keeps Kindle Unlimited. It keeps you on their app. Mm-hmm. They yeah. want you on Amazon for everything. Even if they take a hit somewhere else, mm-hmm. they'll take that loss if it keeps you in their pool mm-hmm. for other things on their website. You could become very dependent upon the app for everything you use it for, for everything you do. Especially for readers, because you're on it all the time. You're on it all the time. I do not believe that Kindle Unlimited is profitable and any which way to Amazon. I don't even know if they're taking a cut. I think that they are at a loss when it comes to Kindle Unlimited. I would be very shocked if they showed me the numbers that they were making money off of it. Yeah. But like I said, that's well-read nurse. Go find her on TikTok, Instagram. She's awesome. I love listening to her. She's always got great insight on especially issues like this that come up. I love following her. But um Yeah, I liked what she said about given the numbers where it's like, you know, Amazon makes 
billions of dollars, this, this, this little million is nothing to them. You know, it's rounding errors, this it's whole thing. Errors. The only way you could get an Amazon through the book world is through textbook shit. Yeah. Through, and the, public, through the big yeah. publishers. And, and this the isn't the community. Yeah. I mean, this is, you're talking to the big publisher company, which is, again, only, I think what Lowe said, it makes up 10% of yeah, Amazon. Small, that's such a small thing. In, in, in the indie community is even smaller than that. And so the, it's like, it's the publisher lockdown contracts like these weird intricate contracts that i got the privilege of seeing one time mm-hmm. how it worked which is fucking insane but it's the indie community is nothing kindle unlimited it's is nothing nothing to it's amazon nothing. and that's what's so frustrating because it's like we're in this community so it feels like it's bigger but to amazon it's just we're just a like i was saying before you know like it, this is like indie authors are like a bee outside your house. You don't give a shit. It can buzz around. It does not affect you. That's how this is to Amazon. And it's like, yes, I'm going to help. I'm going to contribute. And like Lo said, coming from customers, Amazon does listen to their customers. They won't listen to threats or they won't listen to a petition. I don't believe. I still signed it anyways. But I don't believe they'll look at anything. And if there's legal action, hang it up because their lawyers are paid to run you in circles. And as someone who was running circles like a fucking dog for nine months, they get paid well to do what they do. And mind you, if you've published a book on Amazon, you can't go into litigation against Amazon. You signed that in that contract that you were just the little button. Mm-hmm. So you could never sue customers would have to sue yeah customers would you couldn't as an author do it yeah it's binding arbitration so you couldn't sue them you go to arbitration and then whatever they decide is the answer and it's binding so you have to stick to it which is why authors can't go and sue amazon for taking I down mean, their books literally they're they shouldn't even be taught i think there's some language in the contract that they shouldn't even be talking about this yeah probably but here we are. But like I said, they're not paying attention. No. Shit. What do they give a shit? <laughs> so, you know, I do think that Amazon listens to their customers. And so if they, you know, like Lo made a great point where she said, I'm going to continue to reach out to Amazon and says, as a longstanding customer, this is diminishing my experience. And that, yes, I, I believe that, that would get their attention. Yes. I agree with that too. I think, I think that what she said I, I couldn't say it any better, which is why I wanted to play that. And I'm sorry if it didn't, the audio didn't come across great on that um, when playing it. But like I said, go follow her on TikTok. But I just didn't want to like misquote her in those, in that whole paraphrase. But I just I thought this whole conversation, like it sucks because it's, it happens so often in the indie community and we see it happen to really great authors and people we love. And it just, there's, and it just feels hopeless and helpless. And I don't know what the answer is. And the other than stay out of KU. And that fucking sucks. It sucks because, you know, like even like Lo was talking about, you know, the, you know, being a person on, you know, your, budgeting like if you're you know trying to be able to afford to read as many books as you want to read 
it is a great program and it saves a lot of money and I get why readers do it. Yeah. You know? So it makes it hard to like justify not being in KU, especially if you're trying to budget with your books. But I think she's completely right. Leaving KU isn't going to hurt Amazon. No, no. Leaving KU won't hurt. It'll only hurt the authors. They just won't make as much money with the books that they do have in there. Yeah. But as far as like an author with an account, like I have no, no good advice because my advice would be to get out of KU. And that's not feasible for a lot of authors. Uh, One of the authors even said she was like, one of my books got taken down. I got scared. I pulled all of my books out for three months and I didn't make any money. So I had to put them back in. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens. It sucks. Like that there's, I know so many people who have tried to do this where they've taken all of their books out of KU because they want to try to go wide because they're terrified of what is going to happen to their account in Kindle Unlimited. But nobody knows them outside of Kindle Unlimited. And it's really hard to get those KU readers to pay money outside of KU for your book. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to do that. And it takes years to build a fan base that's willing to do that. I mean, even with our shit, like it, we got fortunate that we had a really strong fan base when it happened. I don't know. It could have, it could have been so much worse, you know, had we been newer, had we not been writing as long, if we didn't have as many books, you know, if we didn't have as many followers, I mean, it took us years to build that. So I I can't, the, the fear that a new author must feel doing this, it breaks my fucking heart and I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to say to them. I don't know. It's, I I don't know. Amazon just reminds me of like a pharmaceutical company or an insurance company. I'm just like, I I don't have the answer. Nope. And there's not, there's not one. There's not one good answer. And I don't think that, you know, it's just, it's a small demographic of women that are in this and we have to be really loud to get attention. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take. I hope one day, my hope is that someone finds a documentary crew and they go around and it hits Netflix. Like, that's all I can hope for is that something like that blows up that I get a phone call one day and they're like, hi, this is such and such with Netflix. We'd like to interview about your account being removed from Amazon. I'm going to open my front fucking door with coffee and cake and I'm be like, come on in. We're going to Because I will coffee. say this, because <laughs> interestingly enough, which people probably don't know, is that when we went through our information, our crap with our lawyers and Amazon, right after we did our litigation or whatever, we went back and forth for them. A new thing went out to all the authors and everybody had to re-click a new contract. Yep. We didn't have to click that contract. Mm-hmm. And our lawyers are like, do not click that con- Whatever that, mm-hmm. do not click that <laughs> because it went to a whole nother level of lockdown of what mm-hmm. authors could say. Of anymore. what you can say and not say about your experience with Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Because if you're out there, do. yeah, if you're out there bad mouthing them and shit, like that's why get your ass. That's why I kind of just said the thing like, I don't even know if some of these authors can be talking about how 
they're irritated with the copyright. I don't know because the yeah. contract got real effing strict. But I, that's where I want. I keep waiting for Amazon to fall. Is they're getting too sticky within lines and monopolizing things and controlling yeah. certain things and that's where I'm waiting for the slip to come. And I don't know if it's going to come in the romance world or where it's going to come, but I feel like a footing has got to give on the community of people that are selling on here Mm -hmm. on Amazon as a whole. Yeah. Any any person, anybody selling on Amazon, there's, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. But no. just observing <laughs> and seeing past history of other companies doing certain things and getting in trouble. It's like you said, you're waiting for that Netflix caller. I'm waiting for yep. that. Like I'm the waiting whole- for that lawsuit. The lawsuit of somebody with a customer suing him. You know, you hear, you were talking yeah. about the thinks thing. I yeah. didn't know mm-hmm. that this was such and such. Yeah. I feel like I'm waiting for that to happen from a customer mm-hmm. to Amazon, which you know actually what this is going to be helps the authors and people as a whole. This is going to be like LuLaRoe, the leggings company. You know how mm-hmm. they had that big thing that blew up on Hulu, the LuLaRoe yeah. like leggings thing. That's what this shit's going to be. It's going to be this with Am. It's going to be Amazon, and they're going to start interviewing women who wrote and published on Amazon. And I cannot fucking wait to be interviewed because I'm going to drop every fucking thing. And I'm going to be like, Netflix, I'm going to need you to get my back, but I'll get you all the tea you want. And they'll say, okay, no thanks. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, how about did you see that they changed their subscription thing? Their, their subscription sharing. Did you see this like big to do about it? So Netflix recently announced that they were going to institute a 30-day re-login policy that every 31 days, it would kick you out of whatever device you're logged in, all of your devices. It would kick you out and you would have to re-log back in. And it was to prevent password sharing, that you're only allowed to be logged in on your device at home. And so everybody well, lost it. You're only be allowed to log in on five devices. This was saying that you could, this was redoing all this, that you could only be allowed to be logged into the IP address at your house, I guess. Like you couldn't be logged in and be somewhere else. You had to be within this IP address and it would kick you out every 30 days. You had to log back in. I would be interested to see how that goes because I watch everything from my phone. So that is what everybody lost their fucking minds about. They were like, what about military families that share these that aren't in the same place? What about college kids that share with their parents? What about traveling nurses? Like there was all these situations where like people, what if you have a second home? Is Netflix that hard up for money? Jesus Christ. It's capitalist greed. It's because they're trying to increase revenue because they want to, they have to make more money every month and people are already subscribed to it. So they're like, how can we get more people to subscribe? Oh, we'll just kick people out every month. You know, what's so frustrating about it is they're capitalizing on the people that are having to, because I knew, I do know some people where they're like, I'll do the Hulu you do yes. this or oh, that. Oh, I do that with my family. I split and everything with my family. I've even told people, because I do 
discovery and nobody else does discovery in my um, family. I've used your discovery plus. Yeah, so I'm like, does anybody else want to use my discovery? I'm the, literally the only person on my discovery account. My dad uses your discovery plus. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I think I gave it to your dad. I was like, nobody else in my family has logged into it. It's yeah. just me. And I think you get like five people. Yeah. So, but there, there was a huge uproar. And in one of the videos I saw on TikTok that was talking about it, the girl was like, there's going to be people who immediately are like, no, we're not going to do this. It's not going to work for us. We're going to cancel our Netflix subscription. We're just going to watch Hulu or whatever else. We're going to watch another streaming service. Disney even sent out a big email that was like sharing is sharing, like encourage people to share their password. Sharing basically. is caring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disney was like, fuck you, Netflix. And then, so the girl was saying there's going to be this initial wave. And she was like, and then there's going to be the 30 day wave that she was like, picture this. You work at a hospital. You just worked a 12 hour shift. You come home, you shower, you've got your food, you sit on the couch and you go to turn on Netflix and it's asking you to put in your password and your you can't email and your password. You can't remember it. You have to log it in with a remote or God forbid you're signing through a fucking Xbox and you got to do it with the toggle. I had to do that the other day. It's the fucking worst on an Xbox trying to log into shit. Literally, two girls fell asleep on my bed when I was trying to get yep, it logged trying in. Trying to get it logged in, right? That's what I'm saying. It is the fucking worst. So that's what they're saying. Imagine that frustration where you're like, oh, I'm never logging in again. And you just go to another streaming app. You go to HBO. You go to Hulu. You go to Disney Plus. You go to Paramount, Discovery, History. There are like there are hundreds of other streaming things for you to pick from. Right now, yes, do you think is. you're gonna go in there and pick Netflix? Fuck Netflix. So she was like, you're gonna get your initial wave of people that are pissed, and your second wave of people who won't log back in. And I think you're gonna get a wave of people like me who let my Netflix account run mm -hmm. when I actually haven't even been in the Netflix account. Probably in two or three months because I've and this actually. This is going to remind you, I need to cancel my Netflix. I need to cancel my Netflix. I haven't been mm -hmm. using it because I'll randomly go back in. I binge oddly streaming services. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right now, I've been binging YouTube. I'll mm -hmm. do like a whole Hulu for a month. And, yeah. But I'm getting charged for all the other ones. I think it's going to, yeah, other people are going to drop off because of that too. Just so, like, fuck it. So, all this happened and then like maybe four or five days goes by. And then all of a sudden, Netflix releases the thing that says, this was posted on our terms and conditions on by accident. This was not supposed to be up there. It Please disregard that. We're going to remove it. And they took it down. So they say they're not going to do it now. But that they weren't ever going to do it. It's not that they're not going to do it now. They were never planning to do this. It was mistakenly added to their terms of service. This is such a... I was like, that I was gonna, is. I, was, I always, I said, that's such a boomer response. <laughs> right. Just apologize. I know. Don't, don't pretend like it didn't happen and you weren't trying to be capitalist fucking assholes. Say apologize. Yeah. Like, apologize. I have more respect. We fucked like, up. I, after hearing the response of everybody, mm -hmm. what you're saying, we heard what you said. We, we recognize what you this, said. Yeah. We apologize and this will not be happening. Yep. That actually would make we me We were like, wrong. Oh. I would have had so much more respect than like, this was mistakenly added. No, it was mistakenly added and you let people talk shit on your company for like 72 hours. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, you were trying to see how many people would bitch about it and if you had to change it or not. 
Oh my god! Fuck everybody. Man, men are trash. Capitalists, greed. That's just I don't know. I don't the know. worst. That's like my new, one of my new triggers. Yes. The not being able to apologize. Yes. I don't know what that is because it's so easy to just apologize. It is. It <laughs> is. And the older I get, the more important I realize that is. <laughs> that sometimes that's all somebody needs to hear. And that's all it would take. Just, I just need Netflix to apologize. I need Amazon and Netflix to apologize to me. And then I'll give them my tell-all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so let's uh, – that's that's enough chit-chat for today. Uh, let's send them into the second installment of Sweet Treats by Alexa Riley real quick. Um, make sure you check out um, our new release. It has got the word match in the title. <laughs> It's a double trouble duet. You'll see it. We'll have it in the show and notes. It's a duet, but it's different couples. It's yes, it's different twin couples. Album. Yeah, it's there's twins fall in love with twins, and so each set has their own book, and so it's a duet. But um, make sure you enter this week's giveaway. We're doing a signed paperback of the Troping Through the Snow series, and um, yeah, just follow us everywhere. We'll have it in the show notes. All right, we'll send them in. See you guys on the other side. Chapter 4 Reese I walk into the school gym and look around, searching for her. This day has felt like an eternity, and I know I can't wait another second to get my eyes on her, touch her, finally know how soft her lips are. The room has been transformed into a castle-like mansion, complete with people who have been hired to perform tricks. The school goes over the top every year, but always raises a lot of money for charity with the event. Looking around the space, I see students, parents, and teachers playing games and dancing. Scott tugs on my hand and points, and I follow his line of sight. Kim and Eric come up on his other side, and they see our exchange. Come on, Scott. Let's go see if your dad will buy us some cotton candy. Kim winks at me, and they all step away. Scott is full out grinning. He's been my little wingman through all of this. I scan the crowd again and spot the red and black. Of course, Charity is wearing a dress that molds to her delectable curves. It's got little hearts on it. I smile to myself as I walk over and look her up and down. The dress really does show off her lush, full curves in all the right places and makes my mouth water. Her hair is down and the soft waves frame her face. She's got her glasses on, looking more like a sexy librarian. The woman is every man's sweet, wet dream, and I'm having a hard time walking a straight line to her. I don't know how I'm going to keep it together. My guess is I'm not going to be able to. I've wanted her for too long, and all this need is pushing forward, finally wanting out. And it's going to take all my control not to take her on the nearest surface and finally find out just how sweet she really tastes. She finally sees me and her mouth opens a little in shock before her full lips form a perfect little O. She looks me up and down and then a smile pulls at her mouth. Don't we make a pair, I say, opening my arms a little. I see her cheeks blush as she takes in my dark suit with the red tie that matches her dress perfectly. I'd noticed over the last few months she always favors red. I thought a red tie was a safe bet. You have any idea how sexy you look tonight? I ask. She blushes and bites her lip. 
The move is so innocent and sweet. I take a few steps forward, and she mirrors my move, stepping back farther into the dark corner. Whoever she was talking to earlier has stepped away, and now we have this private area all to ourselves. There's a wooden structure that's been built for the event right beside us, and it's perfect for what I want. I just need a taste. A small one, I lie to myself. A small anything with her will never do, but I still can't stop myself. I reach out, taking Charity's hand and pulling her back behind the structure. It offers us even more privacy, which is what I desperately need with her right now. Reese? She says my name in a questioning tone, but there's also a hint of excitement there. I can see it in her eyes. I'm starting to see I'll have to push her a little. She needs it. And from her voice, I think she desires it, too. Once we are hidden, I press her back softly against the wall and stand in front of her, shielding her from view if anyone happened to walk back here. Charity, I've wanted you from the second I laid eyes on you. Don't tell me you don't feel this pull between us. I move my palms to either side of her head, caging her in and not giving her an escape. I want her to know how serious I am about this. I would let her go if I saw even a hint of fear, but there's none in her eyes. There is only desire filling the depths, and there is no way she doesn't feel this attraction. It is so thick I can feel it roll between us and bind our souls together. But you're you, and I'm, well, I'm me. She shrugs as if that's some sort of explanation I should understand. Maybe she is right. She is her, all sweet and soft. And I'm a man who works too much and doesn't know the first thing about having a woman of his own. She's out of my league. But I'm not a big enough man to step aside. She's mine, and I'm okay with being a selfish bastard to have her. She dips her chin, and I place my hand gently on her neck using my thumb to push her chin up. I want her eyes on me when I tell her this. Exactly. I see the glimmer of defeat in her eyes, and I can't possibly imagine why she's sad. Charity, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever met. I can't go more than two seconds without thinking about you and wanting to know every single detail of your day and your life. You're you, and it not only fascinates me, but calls to me like a siren in the night. Any man would be lucky to lick the ground you walk on. But they'll have to do with disappointment, because you're mine. Reese, we don't even know one another. This is insane. She's looking around, but there's nothing else to see and nowhere else to go. You can't come in here and claim me like I'm a prize. I smile and brush a curl out of her face. Oh, but you are my sweet treat, and I believe I've done just that. I lean forward slowly so she knows my intention. I brush my lips gently across hers, a whisper of what's to come. For three heartbeats, that's all I do, holding myself still, gently touching my lips to hers. And then a spark ignites, and we cling to each other, kissing like I've been away at war for the past ten years and she's been waiting for me this whole time to come home. I don't know who moved first, 
but her body is pressed as tightly to mine as mine is to hers. I push her back against the wall harder, and her legs go around my waist. She tastes like sweet caramel, and I moan as her tongue comes out to taste mine. I wondered and worried for so long if this connection between us was one-sided, but now I know for sure that it isn't. I move my hands down her back to her round ass. I grip each cheek tight and rock her against me. A little moan leaves her this time, and I stop what we're doing, pressing my forehead to hers, getting myself under control. I don't want her coming here. Not here. Not like this. I've waited for so long to have you in my arms, Charity. I take a breath and give her one last kiss before I lower her back to the ground and take her hand, locking her fingers with mine. I pull her from the back of the structure and spot an exit door close by. I walk towards it. Getting her out of here is the only thing on my mind. Teachers turn to look at us, but I ignore them and keep walking. Wait, Reese, where are we going? I can't leave, she says, but there's no real force behind her words. She's keeping up with every step I take, not even tugging at her hand from mine. I told you I was taking you to dinner. I didn't specify where. I've got food at my house. Let's get out of here. Before I give her any time to explain, I've pulled her into the back of my waiting car and shut the door behind us. The driver pulls away from the curb, and I drag Charity onto my lap. Now, where were we? Chapter 5 Charity My mouth lands on his, and this time I know for sure who begins it. I lost control earlier in the gym, and I can't stand it anymore. I am tired of fighting this overwhelming desire for Reese. Sure, I don't know much about him, but I've never had this kind of chemistry with anyone before. There is something here that's so hot and urgent that I have no way of controlling it. And to be honest, I don't know if I want to. Cupid has hit us with his bow tonight. I'd been worried about tonight, wondering what might happen, and wondering what might not happen. But as soon as he touched me, I was gone. All the fears and worries washed away, and I was left in a puddle of need. I started to protest when we left, but it was all so feeble. I didn't even believe the words I was saying. I wanted more than anything to go with him, so I threw caution to the wind. This may be a one-night thing for him, and if it is, then it will really suck, but I'm living in the moment. I straddle Reese. I've never done anything like this, so the bold move has to come from somewhere deep inside me. It's a part of my body I've never tapped into before, and I'm giving it the keys to drive. Charity, my God, you taste so fucking sweet. You're like a drug. He licks my bottom lip, and I feel everything south of my belly button clench with desire. The warm, wet heat between my legs dampens my panties, and I grind against him. The pressure building in me is growing, and I'm not sure I can control it. My pleasure feels like I'm climbing to the top of a roller coaster, only I have no idea how it's going to go. The fear of the fall is crippling, but I just keep going up, up, up. 
Reese, oh God, I'm... My words are cut off when his mouth goes to my neck and I feel his teeth graze the sensitive skin. You're what? He asks, gripping my hips so tightly that pleasure and pain bleed into each other. Close, I breathe as I close my eyes. I rock up and down against the hard ridge of his cock. It's nestled between us, but it's thick and hot. I can feel his heat through his slacks and my costume, and all I want to do is rip away the fabric separating us. We're alone, sweetheart. You can take whatever you want from me. My breath hitches, and I spread my legs impossibly wider, needing as much friction as I can get. I'm a stroke away from having the most intense orgasm of my life, and I'm terrified it's going to rip me apart. I'll hold you together, Reese says, as if reading my mind. The surety and safety of his words calm all of my fears, and I give my orgasm over to him. I lay my head back and scream out my pleasure as the waves of heat flow through me. My sex clenches and my breasts ache as he rolls against my hips, dragging out my release. Heat sears my veins, and it's the greatest orgasm I've ever had. I'm trying to catch my breath as I feel weak and dizzy. It's like I've hyperventilated, only it's euphoric and wonderful. I suddenly recall his words about this being a drug. I've never felt so high and so blissful in all my life. It's like he shot me full of heroin, but my mind has never been more clear. Opening my eyes, I look into his, and for a second I think I should feel shy. But the look on his face is one of pure pleasure. His eyes are hooded, and I can feel his heartbeat against my breasts. But there is a serene quality to it, like he could sit here and watch me get off a thousand times and never tire of it. Thank you. Reese says, and I feel my face redden. I should be thanking you, I say. He leans forward and slowly brushes his lips against mine. Then his tongue comes out and traces my bottom lip, and a shiver of pleasure snakes through me again. How can I possibly be getting turned on this soon? Shouldn't that kind of orgasm last a woman years? Suddenly the car stops and I see we are outside my building. Confusion hits me, and then I look to Reese. We're neighbors, he says, tucking a strand of hair behind my ears. There should be all kinds of alarms going off in my head, but he presses a finger to my lips. I'll explain when we're upstairs. With that, he picks me up and carries me into the building and onto the elevator. I should probably protest, seeing how the evening security guard just watches this happen, but it feels so nice to be in Reese's arms, I don't think about it too much. If he was planning on giving me the best and hardest orgasm of my life and then kidnapping me, mission accomplished. I have no desire to go anywhere that's far from his reach. Chapter 6 Charity I still can't believe we live in the same building. It's... Reese pushes me back against his front door. I gasp as he drops to his knees in front of me. He reaches up between my breasts and unzips my dress. I let my dark curls run wild. 
I got the dress a few years ago when I was a little thinner, so it's snug all over me and not just in certain places. It feels like a second skin, but it actually gave me some extra confidence tonight, enough that I've been far bolder than I ever have with anyone before. He waits, and I step out of the dress, letting it fall to the floor. My panties are next to go, so that I'm now standing in front of him completely naked. Nervous excitement courses through me. All I could think when you came in the car was that I didn't get to taste it. He leans forward, his nose brushing against my naked sex. I hear him breathe me in, and it's erotic as hell. My own breathing picks up, and I can't bring myself to say anything. My heart is racing. Tell me I can taste you, he says against my damp skin. He's so close, but he's asking, waiting for me to tell him he can do what he's so desperate to do. Reaching down, I run my fingers through his hair, encouraging him, wanting this. Please. I whisper the word, and he buries his face between my legs. I cry out his name as his big hands grip both my thighs. His fingers dig into me as he spreads me wider for his mouth. I lean back a little, one hand going to the doorknob, the other sinking deeper into his hair, holding on to him. He sucks my clit into his mouth, and I moan, feeling myself get closer and closer to orgasm. It's happening so quickly, it's almost embarrassing. I didn't know I could come again so quickly, but I'm about to because I can feel it building. My hips start to move, and I try to push into him as I reach the edge of my pleasure. He growls against me as his hands go to my hips, holding me in place as the orgasm shoots through my body. I chant out his name over and over as the orgasm rolls over me. Slowly and softly, he licks me as I come down from my high. He rubs my legs, being gentle with my body. His tongue slides up my thigh like he's trying to get every drop of my pleasure. I let my head fall forward, not realizing I'd thrown it back when he'd made me come. I look down at him, this big man on his knees in front of me, giving me the best orgasm of my life, even beating the one from before. I didn't think it could get any better. I was wrong. His eyes meet mine, and I feel myself blush. I let go of the door handle and bring my hand to my mouth. He smiles up at me before kissing each of my thighs and placing a soft kiss between my legs. Don't be shy, my little sweetheart. That was the second most wonderful moment of my life, he tells me pulling my hand from my mouth and replacing it with his lips. He kisses me deeply, as if he's trying to mark my mouth with his. He grabs my fingers, locking them with his as he pulls his mouth from mine. He drops my hand and reaches for the buttons of his shirt. I wait with bated breath as he slowly undoes them and reveals himself. His bare chest is chiseled, with a light covering of hair over his muscles. Dear God, could the man be any more perfect? He takes the shirt and holds it out for me, and I turn, putting my arms through the holes. When it's on, I turn back around and he buttons it up for me. His eyes roam my body, 
and there's satisfaction there, like he's happy I'm in something of his. The move is possessive, and I can't help but snuggle into the shirt a little, loving the feel of it. There, now I can think straight. Allow me to feed you. He pulls me from the door, and it's the first time I get a look at his apartment. Wow, I say, making him look over his shoulder at me as he leads me into the living room. You like it? He asks. It's breathtaking, I tell him, unable to take my eyes from the floor-to-ceiling windows that overlook the city. The building is tall, allowing me to see past the city into the mountains, behind which the sun disappears. I'm glad you like it, he responds, pulling me down to sit next to him on the sofa. The coffee table in front of us is covered in plates with all kinds of foods. He leans forward, grabbing a plate. His other hand lets go of mine and moves to my thigh. He digs his fingers into me a little. His hold is possessive as his thumb starts to stroke me. He brings a piece of cheese to my mouth, and I take a bite. I don't think anyone has ever fed me before. He watches me as I take the bite and swallow, his eyes never leaving me. So what was the first? I ask shifting a little and making his fingers dig into my thigh a bit more. I stop wiggling. First what? He asks, feeding me another bite. Most wonderful moment of your life. He smiles, showing off his perfect white teeth and making my heart flutter. Not only because of how handsome he is, but because I know where that mouth just was. Somewhere a mouth has never been before. When I saw you, I blush again. God, I love that. I didn't even know women could blush anymore. He leans in, his lips brushing my cheeks. Yeah, probably because women my age aren't this inexperienced. Though with him, I don't think that's going to be a problem. When he touches me, my body reacts. Like when I climbed him like a tree at the dance. I kissed him like I might die if I didn't. Not only that, but Reese takes over and I don't have to worry if I'm doing something wrong. He does it for me. Are you always this charming? I ask, wondering if everything he says is a line. I heard a lot of bullshit in college and no men will say anything to get in your pants. But that doesn't seem to add up with Reese. I don't think he has to work at getting into a girl's pants. They probably just throw their pants at him. Except me. I kept running away. Maybe that's why he finds me so desirable. Because I'm a challenge. No, I'm not trying to be charming. I'm just being honest. He moves in a little closer to me, finishing off the piece of cheese. I'm not feeding you a line, sweetheart. The first day I saw you, you had your thick-framed glasses perched on your button nose as you studied some paper in your hand. You had me in that moment. Then you laughed, full on out there with your head back. It was something one of the kids said to you, and you felt it with your whole heart. Right then, I knew it was over. I knew I'd find a way to have you, to make you mine, to feel that laugh against me as I held you giving you a reason to do it. My breath hitches and my eyes are trained on his. I know in this moment I'll be his for however long he wants me. I don't care anymore. Getting it, love? 
I nod. Finally, he murmurs as his mouth lands on mine. Chapter 7 Reese I reach out and brush my finger across her cheek and then her jaw. Her skin is soft and delicate, and her blush makes me hard as a rock. I've known from the moment I saw you that you were it for me, Charity. Love at first sight might seem ridiculous, and people might roll their eyes at it, but for me it's real. I fell in love with your smile, your laugh, and the way you looked when you spoke to your students. I fell hard and fast for you, even before you said a word to me. Her eyes light up, but I don't see a trace of fear in them, only hope. I love you, Charity. You're the other half I've been missing my entire life, and I've waited for you for long enough. Don't make me wait anymore. Reese, I don't know what to say. This is all happening so fast. Her eyes dart around the room and then back to me. My mom used to tell me that good things take time, but great things happen all at once. It was an old saying she loved to remind me of when I'd get discouraged about anything. And the day I saw you, her words rang in my ears. You are my greatness, Charity. She brings her hands to her mouth and then reaches out, touching my lips. It's as if she can't believe my words are real, but they are. You're moving in with me. We're getting married. And I'm going to love you for the rest of my life. It may take you some time to get on the same page as me, but you can do it from our home and with my ring on your finger. She lets out a laugh, and before I know what's happening, she's tackled me to my back on the couch. I grab her naked ass with both hands as her lips land on mine in a kiss that's full of fire. She moans into my mouth as I roll us over and pin her under me. Her legs are around my waist, and I sit up, gripping the front of my dress shirt, covering her body and rip it open. Buttons go flying, but I couldn't care less as I lean down and open my mouth over her nipple, sucking it hard. Her fingers go to my hair, and her grip is tight as I move to her other breast while undoing my slacks. If I don't get inside her soon, I'll die. Please, Charity says as she bows off the couch and holds my mouth tighter to her. Reese, I need you. I want you bare. I whisper against the soft skin between her breasts. I want nothing but our skin to touch, and I want your pussy to mold to every ridge of my cock. Yes, she breathes and opens her legs wider. I'm yours. Just be gentle. I look up into her eyes and see the plea there. It's a look I wasn't expecting, but the beast inside me growls with excitement. Am I the only one you've let touch you? She nods, and I have to close my eyes to control myself. You're going to let me be your first and last, right, Charity? She nods, but I want the words. Say it, love. Tell me I can have you until the end of time. I'm yours, Reese. Forever. I push the tip of my naked cock against her opening, slowly letting him sink into her heat. 
The tightness doesn't give easily, and I have to use all the control I can muster to keep from thrusting into her as fast as I want. Soon I'll be able to take her as fast and hard as she begs me to. But this first time, I need to go slow. I want to savor every inch of her virgin pussy before I take her cherry. I run my hand up her arms and then hold her wrists down. I look into her eyes and don't break contact as I ever so slowly penetrate her. I love you, Charity. I breathe as I feel her innocence break, binding me to her in every way possible. She tenses under me at the sensation, and I lean down, taking her lips. I kiss her and hold myself still as her body takes its time to adjust to my intrusion. I wish I could keep this pain from her, but it's the only way to give us what we both want. She opens for me, and I sweep my tongue into her mouth, tasting her sweetness. After a moment, her tongue touches mine, and she relaxes under me. I kiss down her chin and neck, and lick the hollow under her ear. She tries to move under me, but I'm not ready yet. I want her not only relaxed, but begging me to take her. I want her to need my cock fucking her more than she needs her next breath. Reese, she whimpers, raising her hips. Not yet. Let me enjoy this. I've waited so long for you. I feel her tremble under me as I slide my cock the rest of the way inside her, sheathing it in her warmth. Holding myself fully inside her is the single greatest feeling I've ever experienced, and I'm in no hurry to have it end. I don't move the lower half of my body as my mouth kisses every inch of skin I can reach. I move to her breasts and give them more of the attention I was giving them earlier. She's writhing under me by the time I make my way back to her mouth, and her fingernails are digging into my hands, still holding her down. If you don't make love to me, I'm going to murder you, she breathes dramatically, and I smile at her. Well, we can't have that now, can we? I pull out slowly, loving the sweet drag. My cock is as hard as stone, but she's completely soaked and my entry is easy. When I thrust back in, I can't tell which of us moans louder. It's pure heaven making love to her, and I take my time with it. I move unhurriedly in and out, creating a soft tempo. But after a few moments, it's not enough for her anymore. I'm going to combust if you don't speed it up. More, Reese. I need more. I think combusting is the fun of it. I give her a wicked smile, but she squeezes her pussy right when I thrust in and my smile falls. Grunting, I bury my face in her neck and give her exactly what she wants. I let go of her wrists, and her hands go to my back, her nails scoring my skin. I thrust faster and harder as her thighs grip my hips and I start to lose control. I wanted to slow down, but my body has other ideas. I'm trying to fit as much of my body inside her as I can. Knowing I won't last much longer, I reach between us and stroke her clit with my thumb. She cries out at the pressure, and her legs tighten even more. 
Come with me, Charity. I have to feel your pleasure on every inch of me. Her pussy clenches, and my eyes roll back in my head as I thrust harder and harder. Suddenly, she tenses under me, and her loud moan turns into a cry of release as she climaxes. The feeling of her wetness dripping between us as her passion is unleashed is all it takes to set me off. I keep pumping as I release into her, spreading my semen deep into her womb. There isn't an inch of space inside her that I don't cover with cum as I spurt into her heat. Fuck, I utter through clenched teeth as my orgasm keeps going. I've never felt anything so fucking perfect, and it won't stop. I finally cease thrusting and hold myself inside her. But the pulses in my cock pump little drops into her long after I'm spent. Rolling us over, I have Charity straddle me while my stiff cock still tries to keep coming. I'm completely drained, but he hasn't gotten the message. My cock hasn't softened in the least, and I'm still filling her pussy to capacity. Charity breathes hard on top of me, but then I feel her lips on my naked chest. I brush a curl out of her eyes, and she gives me the softest and sweetest smile I've ever seen. My chest aches at how beautiful she is and how lucky I am that she chose me. I love you too, she says, and I feel the sting of a tear in my eye. I've never been a man to get emotional, but this is the woman I've dreamed about. She's the woman I will spend the rest of my life holding hands with, experiencing life with, and maybe creating new lives with. Having her love me is more than I could wish for. You're mine now, Charity, I say, kissing her softly. Best Valentine ever. She laughs and cuddles against me as I start to move inside her. It's going to be a long night, and I can't wait to spend the rest of my life learning every inch of her body. This has been Sweet Treats by Alexa Riley. Read for you by Avi Page. Welcome back. Welcome back, lady listeners. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, and especially on Tuesday's episode. The live episode was awesome. So thank you again for being with us. And thanks to Alexa Riley for being on the podcast. It's me. Yay. <laughs> That's us. Up next week, we have Olivia Sinclair. I know this because I had to look it up earlier. <laughs> We've got her on the podcast with us next week. We are super excited to have her with us. She's brought us, um, what was it, Cole? That Cole. was right. Yes. So we have that one that's coming up next. Um, we'll tell you about all her good stuff on Tuesday's episode. So got anything else, sweetie? I can't remember. I think that's it. If you guys want to check her out, you can go ahead and go to the uh, website. She's got a bunch of stuff in KU. Yeah. Go to like readmeromance.com and you can see um, upcoming authors just or you know, the audiobooks. Click that tab and you can see past audiobooks are upcoming. So it's got all the good stuff on there. Make sure you check it out. All right. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make sure you're bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read.